Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism and do my best to break it down to its most important points. I talk about my successes and my failures and hope that you can learn something from my experience and make your life just a little bit better, all within the space of a coffee break. This week's episode is called Developing Optimism. Are you a pessimist? Do you see the glass as half empty? Do you often get depressed when you think about the state of the world? Well, today I want to talk about how stoicism can help make you an optimist. Very little is needed to make a happy life. It is all within yourself, in your way of thinking. Marcus Aurelius Have you ever noticed how most of the movies about the future of mankind are usually post-apocalyptic? meaning that they are generally about the end of the world, or at least the world as we know it. And it's easy to think about how things can go wrong. It's really easy to think about the things that can go wrong because there are far more things that can go wrong than can go right. Being a pessimist is easy. On the other hand, finding the way that things can go right takes perseverance and dedication. It takes a willingness to believe that things can go right. It takes effort. So, since I work in software, and I work on complex interdependent systems, one of the things that most developers would agree on is the fact that getting things to work properly is hard. Breaking things is easy. Things not working is far easier than getting things to work the way that we want them to. So, the reason I brought this up is that often when we think about the future, we tend to take a dark view of where things are heading. And I think it's easy to develop a pessimistic view of where humanity is heading. I know that I have a tendency to do this, and this is something that I want to change because I'd really like to change my perspective because I think that it would serve me better for my daily happiness and it would help me make choices and take actions that could be more beneficial in the areas where I do have influence in my life. So a few weeks ago, I was listening to a podcast with Kevin Kelly as the guest. Now, Kevin Kelly, among many other things, is the founder of Wired Magazine, and he's lived quite an interesting life. Rather than going off to college right after high school, he wandered around Asia for about 10 years. He's written a sprawling sci-fi graphic novel. He's written a book about vanishing cultures in China. He started the Long Now Society, which is a group of thinkers that is focused on developing long-term policies for the survival of the human race. And most recently, he's released a book about all the lessons that he wished he had known when he was younger. 
But even with all of this impressive stuff on his resume, there was something that he said that really stuck with me. He talked about the fact that even with all the doom and gloom and the challenges that we are facing in the world, that he's still very optimistic about the future. And he said he wasn't naive or blind to the challenges that we face, but that he deliberately chooses to be an optimist. He said that it helps him to make his everyday life better and that we as a society need people in this world that keep driving us forward with a better vision of the world. He said a big part of why he is an optimist is that we as a species have created a lot of improbable things. The fact that we have created so many complex things that actually work is due to optimism. Complex things are improbable, meaning that complex things are more likely not to work, and the fact that we actually make them work and work pretty well is pretty incredible. And that says a lot about us as a species. It means that we can work together to create some pretty amazing stuff and that it makes life better for a larger number of people. He went on to make the argument that life is always going to have challenges and that there is simply no way to have a perfect world. So utopia is not something that is ever possible. And he framed his idea as, rather than being utopia, being protopia, which he defines as a culture where we recognize that life is full of challenges and that often there are trade-offs for the solutions that we come up with, but that we're always progressing forward. While often those solutions create even more challenges, they're still worth it because they open up more options to more people. So why do I bring up these things, and where does Stoicism fit into all of this? Well, for me, this is a clear example of how choosing your perspective on life can make all the difference in the world. Because he specifically decides to view life through an optimistic lens, Kevin is able to see things in a way that supports his worldview. He looks at the world around him and he finds evidence that there are reasons to be optimistic, in spite of the challenges ahead. And it gave me pause. I started to think about if I would classify myself as an optimist or a pessimist. And I realized that I'm clearly on the pessimistic side of the line. And that's something that I would really like to change. I know that much of it come, for me comes from my past, and far too often I assume the worst that will happen as a safety mechanism. If the worst happens, then I'm prepared for it. So I started thinking about how I could work on changing that because I'd rather be hopeful about life and about humanity. Seeing the downside, everything leads you down that direction, and you start seeing everything through that darker lens. And I think it's too easy to just get lost in the dark. So how does one develop a more optimistic outlook using Stoic principles? I think a lot of it comes with being able to reframe how you view the world. And I think it also comes down to being aware of your thoughts and making active choices to change how you want to view the world. It means that you choose to be an optimist. And for me, there are a few principles that can help us be much more optimistic in Stoicism. So Stoicism focuses a lot on what we have control over. For me, this is one of the core principles of Stoicism. And this allows us to actually have an impact on our own lives. When we find ourselves in a challenging situation, when we can clearly delineate what is within our control and what is not, then we can focus on what's within our power. This gives us control over at least some aspects of our life. And Epictetus makes it pretty clear that there is very little that we have control over. And according to him, the only things that we have control over are our thoughts, our choices, and our actions. In short, our will. We can choose what thoughts we think. We can make choices that are more beneficial for us and those around us. And while we may not be able to control the circumstances that we find ourselves in, we can take actions that can help us in the long run. For example, let's say that you had some health issues and your doctor prescribed a diet that would help you take care of those issues. 
In this case, you don't have the power to just tell your body to heal itself. But what you do have power over is how strictly you adhere to the diet that your doctor prescribed. Now related to control, we can take responsibility for our lives. When we own up to our choices and our actions, we have the ability to shape our future. We refuse to blame others for the outcome of our choices. And the more responsibility that we take, the more power that we have in our lives. We make it so that we aren't helpless anymore. When things happen that are out of our control, we can step up and take responsibility for doing what we can to improve things. We don't focus on who is to blame, but rather, we recognize that it is our responsibility to make things better. We could sit around and hoping or even demanding that somebody else fix these things for us, but we're much more likely to get what we want if we take responsibility for our own happiness. When we stop and take responsibility for ourselves and practice that kind of self-control, the better we're able to handle future situations that might even be more challenging. And every time we step up, take responsibility, and stretch ourselves to handle things that are outside of our comfort zone, the better we're able to handle harder and harder situations. But until we're able to at least step up and take responsibility, then we will continually blame things outside of ourselves for why we're unhappy and why things aren't going our way. The only constant in life is change. Embrace it, adapt to it, and let it transform you for the better. Epictetus The Stoics recognize that life is constantly changing and that we need to embrace change. The harder we resist changes in our lives, the harder we make it for ourselves. And when we see changes and challenges as opportunities, then we're able to embrace change with the sense of optimism that will come out better on the other side. Another aspect to consider, and one that came to my mind as I was listening to the podcast I mentioned before, is that when we look at the challenges ahead as something that will give us ample opportunity to grow, then we will have to rise to the occasion to meet them. We'll have to push ourselves. We'll have to expand our thinking of what's possible. And we'll have to find ways to work together in ways that we had never considered before. If we're never challenged, then we never really find out how good we can get. If we simply do the same easy things all the time, then we never grow. We want those greater and greater challenges so that we can grow to become even better. He who is not contented with what he has would not be contented with what he would like to have. Socrates The Stoics teach us to be grateful and content with the things that we have. When we can be content with what we have, then we don't have to be continually striving for more in order to be happy. Now, this seems like kind of a paradox, and it is. We need to be content with what we have, but always be looking to grow and move forward. We find joy in appreciating what we have, and yet look forward to what's ahead. And for me, I think this is a very profound lesson. Because if we can't be happy and content with what we currently have, then when we get what we think we want, we're still not going to be happy or content with that. And by learning to want what we already have, we can be happy about the things that are already there. And this is an easy way to increase your happiness just by shifting your perspective. And it's something that you can do at any moment. Gratitude also helps us keep an open mind about things. I find that when I'm in a negative headspace, that it is much harder to see that there are a lot more options to solving the problems that I'm dealing with. Gratitude and positivity is a choice, and it's one that helps widen our field of view rather than diminishing it. So, are there areas in your life where you take a dark view of things? Are there situations where you can reframe how you view things, where 
maybe you could see the good, even in the darkest of situations. As with most aspects of Stoicism, I think that it's important that we find a balance of being realistic, but also choosing how we want to view things. I don't think we need to be naive about things and not see things as they are, but rather we can see things as they truly are and still choose to look at things through a more optimistic lens and do our best to make a better future. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and thanks for listening.